they're all of a sudden, they're awful and they're alone. And yes, they're awful, so they probably deserve to be alone, but I just, I can't stand knowing that someone's alone. And it, it actually breaks my heart. And in that moment, I would actually root for the awful person. Even though they're awful. It, it makes me sound awful, too, because I'm like, oh, they're awful, who cares? Even though they're awful, I'm like, I hope you have at least one person that's rooting for you. It's the last thing I want is for anyone to be alone. I don't know. And I think that mindset, like, that feeling that I have, like, about experiencing other people being alone is the reason why I've never lost a friend. Ever. I've had friendships with people out, but ultimately, if you text me up, hey, girl, hey, yeah, we can get brunch. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll call you back. We can chat if you want. You can tell me about your, whatever. <sighs> if you need something, yeah, I'll try to give it to you, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember that even had relationships, like friendships, where the person has been particularly mean to me, like, multiple times, a lot of times, actually, and I had no reason to continue being their friend. None of my friends were friends with them anymore. Um, they cut off all ties with all of my friends, actually. None of them liked that person, but I would still stand by their side, and I would still defend them, maybe, sometimes. Not particular actions. If they're being cruel, I can't defend that, but I would still be their friend in, in that way. I'm defending them, you know. <sighs> By saying, I'm still your friend. I'm still this person's friend. So clearly, they have something to offer to this relationship of friendship. Because we're still friends, even though you guys are no longer a friend. Um, and yeah, I remember in that relationship, I had no reason to continue being my friend, friends with that person anymore. Because our friendship, our relationship, the way that the dynamic was, would just honestly bring me grief. I would be so stressed um, whenever we would have times when we weren't talking because it would usually be over a petty disagreement and we'd be upset at each other about something or they would be mad and I would always be like, are they mad at me? Are, are they mad? Why are they mad? Like, what do I do? I have to, like, tiptoe around certain topics, not to set them off, you know, because, again, a lot of their friends cut off ties with them, so just tiptoe around things like that. <laughs> Um, because, like, if I were to say something, like, that would just, like, make them, like, really want to go into this person, and honestly, like, that hurt my feelings, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, that's my really good friend, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, and they had very strong opinions. Sometimes I would disagree, and, you know, when you're in high school, you're not very mature, so having a difference of opinion could be a very big argument. <laughs> And, yeah, and I don't even argue that much. I actually never really argued with any of my other friends, but we would argue pretty often. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have much reason to be friends with this person anymore. Um, but I also knew that I was one of the few people that really cared about them. Like, genuinely cared. I've known them their whole life. And... I've seen how beautiful of a person they are and how they can just draw people into them because they're just so authentic, 
genuine, passionate, something that you just don't see, especially in like certain settings, like a party. Don't see that. Who they are, just being their true selves, like so unapologetically. It's honestly inspiring. I admire them to this day for that. <laughs> but maybe he's such a beautiful person and then we have an encounter. And I'm like, okay, you are acting mean. And after a while, I'm remember you're acting mean, you're acting mean, you're acting mean. There's so many times of saying in my head, you are being mean. So one day it just like switched it to it switched to you are mean. And once that switched, it wasn't until I was in college. <sighs> that I finally was like, I cannot be friends with this person anymore. I can't. I can't do it anymore. They've used all my grace. I don't have any more grace to give. In fact, I could use some grace because I'm hurting right now and I'm vulnerable. And I would really like some grace, but I would expect them to either give me a little, but they aren't. And so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be your friend anymore. And I told them I'm not gonna be your friend anymore. I'm cutting off all ties. You are a beautiful person, and I will always love you, but I, I cannot have a relationship with you. It's, it's bringing me grief. And so that's what happened. Got cut off. And honestly, the reason why I was putting off cutting off that person for so long is because before cutting that person off, prior before that, um, again, I felt like I was when few people that really cared about this person, he's like, I did. I did really care. You can't just open up your heart to me and expect me not to care about you, even if you're being mean. You're a person to me, vulnerable, you're sensitive, all these things. I can't just turn off my love for you because you're being mean. It's just, it's not, it's not how love works. And I guess ultimately, one of the largest reason why I couldn't cut off ties with them while we're in high school is because I couldn't bear the thought of them feeling alone. Feeling like they had not a single person in their corner. Because as much as this person was mean to me, as much as we had fights, I was. I was always in our corner. If we were having a fight, something happened, we could drop that fight. And I would be, I'll be in your corner. And honestly, I, I was scared too. I was scared of what would happen if they felt so alone. And honestly, I just, I, I can't, I can't bear the idea of someone helping their heart up to me that I love. feel so alone, to feel like they have nobody else, to look at their phone and say, I don't have anyone to call, and that ultimately is just, I don't know, I guess that's why I don't burn bridges, I don't cut ties, because once you're a person to me, you're a real person, you open your heart up to me, even if you haven't done that, I 
I can't let you. I, <laughs> honestly, that's something like it's a little bit narcissistic of me. Cause I'm like, uh, like, like, no, I'm not saying that I'm the last person you have and the only person you have. I'm not saying that. Just saying. If you ever, ever felt like you had to call someone, like you had nobody else to call, you can call me. I will answer. You can call me. I will try to help you. Do I have anything to offer you more than company or a listening ear or for you to not be alone now that you called me? No, I don't. I don't really have anything to offer, but I can offer you my presence. And if that's enough, if that counts for something, then please call me. <laughs> um, I'd rather be able to offer that than for you to have nothing. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very odd to me because I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a twin and I'm truly never alone either. I grew up never being alone, so I'm like, ah, I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be alone. I don't want you to be alone. But um, yeah. No. <sighs> I could even if you even even if we're in a fight, even if you think so to me, I. Yeah, for you. Just know you can still call me. You are not alone because I am at the other end. If you want me to be there for you, I will be there. So yeah. Um. Thanks for listening to my rant. Um. Yeah, I just wanted. I don't know. I just want to get off my chest. I guess I was just reflecting. I was talking to my friend the other day because she's like. Um, I was talking about some of my friends, and I was just like, yeah, like, in hindsight, really, I don't know why we're still friends. <laughs> there are many times when our friendship should have ended, and honestly, every single one of my friends all were pretty much the same position that I was in, and they took the route of cutting off the person, while I took the route of staying friends with them, even though it was very difficult and very hard. Um... Yeah, no. Oh, but I don't know. Again, I guess it just really stems from one thing that I have. Uh, I really, I really, and it's so funny now that I'm reflecting. So I'm like, do I see myself as a savior? Because I really hope not. I really hope you don't take. I don't even want my impression to be that because I know that if you come to me the problem, there's a good chance I can't help. Very great. Why? Like, what am I to say? I can, I can fix your problems. I can't. But I can offer you my company, and I can offer you my listening ear, and I can offer you to not be alone. That's pretty much all I got. But if that's enough, then it's it's worth it's, it's for me to give to you guys. And that's that's really all I could ask for. Um. But yeah. So I guess you just delve into that. I don't know. Tell, let me know if you relate. You can, like, I feel a little bit, like, I've talked to my friend, and she's like, I feel like I was, so she's like, oh, I don't know, I was a little weird, it's a little narcissistic even a little, and I'm like, mm, it could be, <laughs> it could be, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I'm the last person, I don't know why I keep people in my life for, for as long as I do, and a lot of people wouldn't, um, yeah, I was just reflecting on that, and I thought it was interesting to share that.
Anyways, I'll show other thoughts. So recently, I've really been thinking about my future. Um, <laughs> I'm actually constantly thinking about it because I'm constantly scared all the time. And uh, just, I would really like to bring back something that I learned this past weekend, and it was that instead of thinking about what you're doing, sorry, there's an ambulance, instead of thinking about what you're doing for the next 10 years, focus on what you're going to do next. What am I going to do next? Well, that has relieved some of my anxiety, but again, I'm trying to plan on going to med school, and I am trying to plan to go to med school with a very currently bad GPA, which lots of anxiety um, about that. Not even anxiety, because again, I'm not really an anxious person um, to part, which is really funny. I love saying that, because people are like, why? You experience anxiety? Um, no, I've, I've experienced anxiety before, 100%. Um, but, especially last year, I can dive into that. But, uh, I don't get anxious about like deadlines or like things in the future, or, I don't know, I don't know what people get anxious about, but, <laughs> I'm not an anxious person at heart, because I am so relaxed, and so, go with the flow, so procrastinated, always, you got enough time, and you can always do it, maybe, kind of, sort of, or something else will happen, like, that kind of person, where I'm like, oh, I don't really see my future, my future just looks like a big black hole right now, but we're just gonna focus on something else. So, um, yeah, I'm very much that person, so I actually don't really get anxiety, but, um, yeah, what's been really, what's been on my mind, a big worry for me, is uh, med school and stuff. So, really shifting my thinking to, what am I going to do next, has been helping me in a way, because whenever I think about med school and applying and everything, I don't really think, oh, I need to do this and this. I guess I'm... I'm playing at a losing game already because I'm like, what am I, what am I gonna do? When, like, will I even get into that school? What will I do if I don't? Like, what's my plan B? <laughs> um, so I really don't have a plan B. Um, oof. All right. <laughs> you can tell now that I'm like contemplating my life, and now I'm like, uh, now you should really figure out your shit. But instead of focusing on just like my specific shit, let's try to make it more broad and open up the topic. I feel like I shift it to more of like I I don't and maybe you don't. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know how my medical school's gonna work out. I don't know if I'm even gonna get there quite honestly. And that is very scary. And I have a lot of parts of me that tell me that I will never get there, that I'm not capable, and I feel like I'm just constantly fighting those parts of me, and just saying, like, hey, if you really want it, you, you got it. You really want to do this, you can do it, you are capable, and it's just, like, a constant internal battle, and it is difficult, and I feel like especially someone who's dealt with mental illness, who has depression, who's had other things, like, you know, in the past, diagnosed or whatever, it's very hard having to have that internal battle. Because sometimes in that internal battle and the side that we don't want to win and the negative side is winning, it can feel very overwhelming. 
and it's just like, well, you're not, you're not going to really do it anyway, so why, why even bother? And it just sounds so cliche and so like predictable, but when you have those thoughts and they're so loud and they're so consistent and constant, it's, it's just hard sometimes. Because I have those thoughts all the time. And I am shifting the thinking. I, I like to think of myself <laughs> as a positive person. <laughs> I say this because you just think that depression. But I do. I actually do like to think of myself as a positive person. I've, gr- I've grown up in a way where I've been very disciplined and been very much taught that so much of your life is a mental game. So many of the things that you do and don't do and accomplish and don't accomplish is a mind game. It's, it, it comes down to what you tell yourself that you can and cannot do. And, it, and yeah, <laughs> let me just stop there. So I do find myself, I, I grew up in a disciplined nature. Like, um, I'm not, I don't want, I'm sorry. That sounded like super, like, raggy, super, like, I'm better than me and I'm disciplined. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, I grew up um, with things that forced me to be very disciplined and forced me to push myself, not only push myself, but also experience me pushing, like me really pushing my limits and not only just being like, oh, you're pushing me, I'm going to actually go above and beyond. And that is something that I 100% fall back on. And at the end of the day, I'm like, well, you can do this. You know how to make yourself do things when you don't want to do it. And that is ultimate discipline. I grew up doing gymnastics. I was a competitive gymnast. I did start pretty late now that I think about it because I didn't really get into competitive gymnastics until I think I was like 11 or something. And I stopped when I was like 15. So I really, I didn't even do it for that long. But those few years of doing competitive gymnastics really shaped me into the person that I am. Because gymnastics is a complete mind game. It is mind over matter completely. You have to tell yourself that you can do it. And if there's something going on in your head, if you're having a battle in your head and you don't know, you really can't, you can't risk it because that's when you get injured. That's when you can really put yourself at risk. Um, it's very dangerous. And you have to be 100%, maybe 80%, but it really, it really has to be 100%. You have to be 100% confident in yourself that you can do something that you've literally, quite literally, never done before. And can, even if you have done it before, can quite literally mess up and hurt yourself very deeply um you should be 100% confident that you can do this um and some people might be like oh like it's half the and half like chance no it's, it's it's discipline and it is learning how to tell yourself and get yourself in a position where you're ready to do those things you have to train your mind to allow you to become your best self and that has taught me a lot and I was also I'm very grateful that I was able to transfer that mindset to the track and even I worked and I was I did talk up until my first year of college actually really um (laughs) that's also a whole mess but we're not gonna get into that either um but yeah on the track I watched myself become best version of myself and really show my discipline not just because I'm like my coaches my team me like I want a medal like it's like a deep innate 
I don't even know. I think that I really do think that every athlete has this in them, and they show that by their performance and their pushing themselves. But that is also something that I am very grateful that I have, that I know I have within myself, and that I can fall back on in times of need, like when I need, excuse me, or like that pep talk where I'm like, oh, can I do this right now? And I remind myself like, you know how to push yourself. You know how to do something you don't want to. You know how to go above and beyond of what you even thought you could do. You told yourself that you can do more than you. Like, it's, it's just amazing. I'm, like, rambling now, but there's just something so rewarding about telling yourself of pushing. There's just something so rewarding about pushing past the limits that you yourself thought you had. And the reason why you push, were able to push past those limits is because you said you could. The only person that said that you could do it was you. No one else. No one cares. No one else cares enough to even say it. But you told yourself you could and you did. And there's just something so rewarding and beautiful about that. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so grateful that I know that I have that. It's just, <laughs> I've been struggling with tapping into that recently. <laughs> but... I am grateful to know that I have that within myself. And yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, as I'm saying, yes, just stare about the future every day. I'm trying not to be a skinny doll. Honestly, the last two days have been, I guess, a little bit difficult for me, just mentally. I just have not been in it to win it, <laughs> if you want to say. Um, I just, I, felt really exhausted and run down. I don't, I don't even feel like I've been working that hard at school, but for some reason I just felt so tired, I think. Um, and just honestly, like, I wanted to get away a little bit. Like, I just wanted to hibernate my little room. I'm not willing to talk to anyone. I'm not even that social, like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Like I said, how do you go for lunch with people? But go to class, sit with people, you take time. I'm not even that social during the week. Yes, half of okay, maybe I am social. But even just like having to get coffee, mm, I mean, to say hi or like someone, I'm just like, oh, so much. Oh, like the type of smile, like, oh, I mean, so really, oh, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna get lunch because I'm just gonna like, gonna go sleep. Like even having to like make an excuse, like, oh, I just felt like so much, and I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting how my brain works and my body works because whenever I feel like this it's like my body responds in that way as well and it was a beautiful day today I had I went outside for a little bit I went to dance practice it was great I did get up pretty late but um yeah I don't know these last few days honestly have been a blur I've not been productive I've been ignoring my emails do not ignore your emails ever ever want to dig yourself a deep deep dark hole Ignore all your emails. Ignore all your creepy messages. Um, ignore your texts. Do do all those things. And you, of course, will 100% not dig yourself a deep, deep hole. Um, and make whatever situation that you're avoiding or trying to put off worse. You won't make it worse. Let's make it better. Solve all your problems. Totally do that. Totally take my advice. Please do that. Um, but yeah, no way to do all those things. 
Um, and it's just, it's, it's hard pulling, not even just pulling yourself back together, but also reminding yourself, like, hey, you cannot do this. You cannot fall apart. You cannot give in to whatever is telling you that you need to act this way and you just don't have energy. It's like, like, trying to give yourself a pep talk, trying to get yourself to do those things. It's just hard. Um, because I know, at least in my experience, like for me, it's like when that happens, it's like my body is responding that way too. Like I'm so exhausted. And like having to get up to go to the bathroom, I'm like, oh my god, I have to get up to go to the bathroom. How long can I hold it? I'm like, that's kind of crazy. Like, I, and I just, I don't know if other people experience this too, if they ever go through like, I like to call it my little, like, hibernating days. I give it a cute little name. But really, it's, like, it is a version of a depressive episode. Whether it's, like, a full-ass, like, depressive episode. Like, no shower. Just <laughs> no food. Like, full, like, at least for me, like, my project's, like, a full, like, 10 out of 10 depressive episode. Or even, like, a, a 2 or a 3 or something. Anything that is on a depressive episode scale, the is on a depressive episode scale because it usually means that I it hindered like my ability to get work done or you know like do my daily routine or like see my friends go to dance like even the things I love doing like no matter it no longer really matters and there's just so much going against it it's just like uh, I was saying whenever I'm having my hibernating days it's like my body responds in that way too like everything is just so heavy and it's like I feel glued to my bed like I feel unable to move my bed and it's really difficult having to pull yourself out of that and having to really like because it's just you and just be like you need you need to get your ass up you need to go drink water and get up and please open please open the blinds it's 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 very difficult <laughs> And it's so funny saying this because I never dealt with anything like this not even two years ago. So to like have this weird sit here and have this conversation, it's so funny because I remember hearing these conversations and just hearing that person go, Why? People are so dramatic, they're lying. No, I'm not lying. It's like it's crazy. Crazy things that go through your head and again, make them so. I consider myself as a very disciplined person. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna get into it. It's I'm, I was really just grazing the surface, like um, because getting into it is it's really sad. Honestly, I don't really like to relive being in that period of time because also time blurs. It feels like a second, and also like. Not a second, like it feels like forever. It's like time, um, and it can be really scary, honestly. It can, at least I know for me, it can be really scary to hear like how long am I gonna live like this? Is this who I am? <laughs> Sorry, this got deep really fast. Like <laughs> got emotional super fast, but it's really it is it is scary for sure.
Um, and it's also, it's very shameful. It's very disappointing. Like, I always feel very good in myself. But also, it's very shameful. Because it's like, I'm just, like, first off. Does anyone else experience this? And yes, I know people experience it. I do. I know. Because I'm not the only one. A lot of people, when, they, when we deal with, like, these headaches, they're like, well, no, no, no. And I'm like, do any of my friends, do any of the people in my immediate, like, in my eminent, like, circle, people that I encounter on a daily basis, even, like, the girl that sits me in chem class, I don't know her name. Well, I mean, I know everyone in my chem class. Girl that sits me next to me in English, I don't even know her name. Does she go through this? Am I the only one? Like, am I the only one that goes through this and doesn't do any work <laughs> and lets this completely ruin their academic career? Because that's what it feels like. It completely shifts off my academic career. Um, I don't know. And it's just, it's really disappointing. I'm like, well, you're doing so well. You're going to, um, what's it called? Come to office hours, come to sessions, you crush the first exam. You have the homework. You get excited. Like, that's what sucks. That's what really sucks. And this is why I said it was scary. Because you're missing out on so much life. So much life. Just for like high rating for a few days. Because it adds up after a while. You have a little bit of a few days. Like, it adds up. Sometimes a full week. It's, it's scary, like I said, because you don't know how long it's going to last. Um, not even how long it's going to last, but how long it is until you finally put yourself out. And even that, when you finally put yourself out, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I sound so cliche. It's so hard to yourself back together and be like, this is what we're doing now. We're going to do this. And we're going to do this. And we're going to do all these things that we were supposed to do the last few days that we did absolutely nothing. And we're going to do this. And we're going to do this. And, oop, you have to have a lot of conversations that you really don't want to have. Hmm, maybe I should work harder. Nope, not much. Like, it's very, it can be challenging. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's missing out life. Because again, everything, it feels like blur. It's as if I'm not even, I like, like, in my head, I say this a lot, but I mean, I'm going to say it a lot, which is kind of scary, because this is my deepest, this is the thing I say a lot, but you're going to think about this, so like, I don't feel like a person anymore. I do not feel like a person. And it's like, I don't like anyone a person anymore. It's, it's a very weird feeling. To look at yourself and have these thoughts. Who are you a person? What is a person? Well, you're definitely like whatever a person is, you're not one. You're not acting like a person. And that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm just acting so out of the norm. I'm not having a person who has a routine and a schedule and a purpose and a goal. And they do things, and I, I'm not. So, therefore, I don't think I'm a person anymore. I don't feel like a person. I feel like a blob. I feel like a waste of space. I feel like a lot of things, but I'm sure as hell do not feel like a person. And again, like, it's just very scary. I'm so, like, I'm so sorry for like that. Um, yeah, what am I saying? I'm saying, again, like, I just don't feel like a person. 
Because again, like, time is blurring. All of a sudden. Ugh, it, it, it all blurred together. It all, it all happened. And little things that they need to do, like, ooh, I miss that. Doing my time worksheet. I don't even like him that much, but doing the worksheet and, like, tackling it and accessing it, I was doing finally get it right. That's actually exciting. Because then I'm like, oh, well, I finally know how to do this. I showed, I proved myself that I can figure shit out. And then I actually am smart. I reaffirmed the fact that I'm smart. I feel good. And I miss that. Because I'm hibernating. I miss, like, the dorky jokes and gossips. I'm hibernating. I miss lunch, which is even not long. It's hibernating. The walks and seeing people that you love. It's <sighs> hibernating. Or dance practice. Because I'm hibernating. It's just like you miss out a lot. Um, and it really does suck. I don't. Uh, it's, uh, you know what? This sucks. Um, like, not. Sorry. This podcast. It just sucks because, like, now I feel like I'm just, like, complaining about my life and everything, and I really don't want to do that. But, um. <sighs> yeah. So, I really, like, I'm really going to have it again. I still can't tell you why it happens. All I know is that it happens occasionally, and sometimes I get a little bit, I don't want to say anxious. I do get a little bit anxious because I'm like, oh my god, is this going to happen again? Like, am I going to have another breaking point? Like, am I going to have, am I going to hibernate a few? Like, everything feels so good right now. But am I going to end up hibernating a few weeks from now? Feel like absolute shit? I don't know. I don't know. And that's, like, part of living depression is that, like, you have that risk, but also you have the risk of it never happening again because I am working on myself, I take medication, I take therapy, I do so many different types of therapy, I'm so over it, I'm so over therapy, please, please, please cure me so I don't have to take therapy ever again, um, and there's always, like, I'm like, I get that thought, but I also get the thought, like, hey, there's a chance that you could never ever need again, that you never have to deal with it again, because I am taking the steps to work on myself, I work out, I see my friends, I try to eat healthily, like, I actively do the things that a healthy person does, um, so yeah, it's just, it's like, I can be doing a lot of things, I can be excited for life, and in the past, I'm not going to say that this can happen again in the future, because again, being optimistic that this will never happen again, I'm being serious, I'm being serious, I can I can never have to deal with the present episode again. In the past, it has quite literally knocked me off my feet. And you're like, you're gonna be like, huh? How does that happen? Like, you just think you're like, something leading up to it. Yeah, things are leading up to it. Um, I know for me, like, it's just, it's kind of just like, it's, it's like this cloud. Like, I had a friend tell me this one. It's like, there's a cloud over your head constantly. And I have a time you don't really notice the cloud because the cloud is just being a cloud. Yeah, the sun's blocks a little bit. But hmm, it's just a cloud. But then sometimes the cloud will rain. And then you're like, man, this really sucks. It's raining. 
And so there's like an umbrella, but you don't see, you don't have an umbrella. So you're getting rained on pretty hard, and there's lightning, okay? And then you guys look around, and no one else has a cloud over their head. Even when things are good, you still got that cloud. Just kind of looming, you know? And everyone else is just getting away to do their lives. They don't have a cloud. And you're just like, this is them, you're just kind of annoying. Wow. Do you have a cloud? Something blocking your sun from time to time? Raining on you out of the blue? And it's like, you don't need to rain on you, you know, but that's perfect. You're like, oh, well, you know, the cloud, the cloud is there. Um, yeah. That's, that's honestly the best I can explain it. Um, that's all, yeah, that's, that's really the best I can explain it because. It's like you have this looming darkness, just always looming, always in the background. You have some hundreds of silent, it's, it's quiet, but it's just always there. And it doesn't go away. <laughs> it is like a ton, like, like I said, things are silent here, you can see it, you don't hear it. <laughs> it comes up, and it's, you can see it, and you can hear it. All of a sudden, it's super loud. And you're like, hey, shut the fuck up. But that point is screaming. And it's kind of just when you, like, you know, fall into hibernation or have a big fit. <clears throat> and it's really funny because I will notice my cloud. And I will notice my cloud is getting bigger and bigger. Or it's getting darker and darker. And I'm like, you're going to have rainfall soon. And I will... <laughs> I will quite literally ignore my cloud. I'm like, you know what, cloud? You're pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> and I'm not dealing with you today. Today's not your day, cloud. Okay? I'm not dealing with you. I'm going to do all these other things. I'm going to get some wind. I'm going to get some sun. Try to get rid of you. Um, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not really, like, you're just, you can just stay over there in the corner. I'm not dealing with you. And then all of a sudden, the cloud is pouring and it's thundering, and there's lightning. And I, my umbrella broke from the cloud, actually, because it got hit, it got stuck by lightning. I'm just sorry, I'm rambling now at this point. But <clears throat> anyways, any time that I've decided to ignore my cloud for too long, I've ended up in a place where, that's a quote from someone, someone else gave me this, but I'm going to say it anyways, in a place where they take your shoelaces, and it's not fun, <laughs> um, I definitely did not ask to be there, <laughs> and I did not have any plans of getting there, but yeah, there I ended up, um, I've been that kind of place twice, and I definitely am not going again, I don't plan on going back again, but it's it's not something it's just it's just a reminder to me that as much as I like to pretend like having depression isn't something that I deal with and like me feeling a certain type of way is just me feeling a certain type of way and like not actually something that involves a chemical in my brain 
being, you know, like, wrong or something. Um, that can, that can end up with me having games that I like games that are quite and everything. So, yeah, I just have to remember that, hey, like, how's this just going? You're already a little bit late. But at least it's drizzling and you can maintain it. And that's just something that I have to remind myself of. And honestly, I learned, <laughs> I had to learn that for myself. That once I start noticing myself doing the falling into these habits and doing all these things and having these really awful thoughts, like constantly, consistently. And that's what I have to be like, you know what, I, I actually, I could use, I could use someone who has a little bit of extra sun to lend me, because this cloud is getting a little bit thick. Um, yeah. But I'm glad I learned that about myself. <laughs> actually, no, not glad that I learned that about myself, because I wish I'd never had to learn that about myself. But it's just like such a real thing to me that I'm like, I cannot ignore the fact that I deal with depression. I very much, I, I don't like to talk about it, like I have it. I'm not very open about having it. And I, in fact, to myself and also now to myself, that I even have it. Or that it's even like a real issue. I just think of it more as like, ugh, like I'm just in my head, or I'm doing it to myself, like I'm just making myself have these like thoughts or like these feelings and stuff, and it's just like, no. If you had control over these things, you would not have these things happen to you, because there's no reason why anyone would choose to live like this. There's no reason why anyone would choose to have a whole week go by without getting up out of bed, or without showering, or brushing their teeth, ignoring all their friends and family's calls. It's horrible. <laughs> and for me, miserable. Weeks spend just trying to have to like, pull themselves back together. There's no, no one, no one would choose to look like that ever. So it's great in your head. Then you're gonna have to deal with that. Well, anyways, eh. That was my rant. Can't believe it was so long. Maybe I'll start a podcast. We'll see. But thank you so much to all you beautiful people for listening. Even if it's just one person. Um, I hope that what I said, I hope it wasn't too sad or depressing or dark even. But I just want to be real with you. And I honestly... I can just make one person feel a little bit less alone and a little bit more heard. I can find so much peace in that. But thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Good night.